Hey guys, welcome back to Kindest Regards. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I am going to dedicate this episode pretty much entirely on kind of job career related questions. I'm just going to dive into, it's going to be a little bit more Q&A style rather than segment style. And I'm just going to chat about a bunch of questions that relate to uh, jobs and career progression and questions that I've had about those types of things. It's going to dip dive into a bunch of different things. I'm going to give some job interview tips, motivation, leveling up at work, different tips like that. Uh, All of these are questions that I have received from you guys on the Instagram, the Kindest Regards Pod Instagram. Um, I haven't, I always say this every week, guys, it's starting to make me sound like a little bit off the rails, but I haven't, I don't like to prep too much for this podcast. I know that sounds a little crazy. Sometimes I will do dot points and I will more holistically plan out the things that I want to talk about. But sometimes like there's nothing more refreshing than just like coming on and giving you guys some like off the cuff, more candid advice rather than anything too scripted because they are definitely the kind of podcast I like listening to. I don't really need someone to like sit there and like read me notes off a page. I think some of my favorite podcasters and creators and uh, that are in this space, they are quite authentic and like true to themselves. And I love that content the most. And I think that it is unscripted. So I'm hoping that you guys are vibing this style of content and hopefully it's still valuable to you, even if it's not crazy scripted. So yes, a much anticipated kind of job career related episode and I hope you guys love it. So let's get into it. Okay, so obviously I just want to preface that all of these opinions are just, they're my opinions and I can only speak from my own experience. So anything that I say on these topics is obviously not going to be everybody's lived experience. Everyone's industry is different, career path is different. I've had a multitude of jobs and I think that this is just what I have gathered more holistically from my experience. And I would say that I have been lucky to have some incredible roles and, you know, I've had to fight for them just like everybody else has. And I've had to go through the interview process and, you know, with every company is different and I'm not going to go into any specifics about any company related interview processes, but more holistically, I've gotten multiple questions from you guys asking about advice for prepping for job interviews. I think most of these are law related. I think, you know, I'm a law student. I don't work in a law firm, but I think a lot of the advice that I'm going to give is kind of it's trans it translates into whichever fields you're in I think these are transferable skills so I hope that this is still valuable I've got a question here that one is more broad just um, tips and tricks for job interviews I have one coming up very nervous and then job interviews how to prep what to wear what not to say so My experience for job interviews is every environment is so different and you absolutely cannot prep for 
how they're going to come to the table. So I have been riddled with anxiety prior to many job interviews in my life, being so anxious about whether or not they're going to be mean or they're going to be, you know, very approachable and kind and they're going to sort of treat Everyone knows job interviews are nerve-wracking and the process can be intimidating in any situation. And I think that sometimes interviewers come in with a very delicate lens and they know that the environment is a little intimidating and they can be quite kind about that. And other people, I think, sort of lean into the intimidation a little bit more. And I think I have had sleepless nights knowing that I have a job interview and being as prepped as possible, but still panicking about the fact that I just don't know what my interviewers are going to be like. And are they going to be mean? Are they going to be difficult? Are they going to ask me questions? I don't know. What if I don't know it? What if that's embarrassing? Are they going to think that I'm stupid? Are they going to all this crazy negative self-talk? And at the end of the day, everything that I'm worried about is a, a situation that I cannot control. I can't predict the future. I have no idea how these people are going to turn up and what their interview style is going to be like. But B, it doesn't really matter. Like I can only prep. I will be prepping the same way. Like I can't prep differently depending on whether or not the interviewer is going to be hard on me or the interviewer is going to be really kind to me. Who knows? So I would say my first tip just in the process of preparing and going down that thought spiral is just to really try and focus on what you actually can control in the job interview process. And a lot of it is out of your control. So just focus on what you can control and start from there. I would say the first thing that I would do for any job interview is I sort of read the job description with a fine tooth comb. Obviously, that's a basic, but that's the bare minimum that they're going to want from you is that job description. They want to know that everything that they've listed, you either have experience in or you have shown an aptitude for or you have the capability to do. So I would say going through that job description with a fine tooth comb, pulling out examples, real life examples, not just, you know, giving it life, like making it three-dimensional, like explaining like, oh, I'm a good communicator. Okay. Well, what does a good communicator mean? Like actually pulling real life examples of what being a good communicator looks like. You know, did you train staff? Did you, are you a great verbal communicator? Are you better with written? Why would you be better with written? Explain examples of how you've written briefs, proposals, you know, reports, the, the, here's an incredible feedback that I got from that skill. I think having experiences that can be more tactile than just saying, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good communicator. It's like, that's great. I'm sure a lot of people applying for the job are good communicators, but I think having examples of that, obviously every role is going to be different in terms of what they're asking for, but I'm not going to lean too much into obviously what the the experience in you know that related field. Like obviously to be a lawyer you have to have a law degree. That's obvious, but I think that more I'm not going to lean into that. To be a doctor, you have to have a medical degree. Obviously they're going to want these basic things from you. But 
trying to bring as much life to it as possible rather than just listing off skills. Try and give real life examples of how you've applied those skills. Any any feedback that any previous employer has given you, I always find gives a little bit of life to things. If you're explaining a skill that you have and something that you do well in your workplace or that you've done well in previous roles and explaining feedback that you've gotten in the past about those things I think that that's really that paints a really good picture and obviously these employers they can chase up with your references but referencing those employers can be you know valuable I would say something else that has come up in every interview and obviously I only know my own field but emerging trends I find that workplaces that are innovative and adaptable and on the you know they're trailblazers and they're on the front foot of issues and you could be in a policy role or an advisory role or you could be working in a law firm that deals with really complex legal cases and you know the law is fluid there's constantly reform and there's constantly adaptions and different ways of interpret interpreting it and different ways of applying it. And I think that a lot of workplaces, no matter what field you're working in, value someone who is invested in the field itself. So knowing, you know, what's what's on the horizon for this field? You know, what are some emerging trends? What are some issues that you see coming up? How would you tackle them? What, what, like, how could you add value into tackling those issues in the future? I have found that All of my employers in the past have always been interested in what my thoughts are on emerging trends and it can be quite open-ended like what do you see as being a big issue in this field in the next two, three, five years and if you can come up with some really insightful evidence-based thoughts and opinions on what's to come that can show not only that you've critically thought about the field itself and you have an authentic, genuine interest in it, but that you're able to see beyond what's happening now. I think that's an incredible skill. It lends itself to being a great problem solver. And I think that it really shows that you're a forward thinker. And I think that that's great. I think there isn't a single workplace that isn't going to value that kind of thought process. And I do find that employers like you to be obviously invested and knowledgeable in the field, but that ability to not just, you know, it's not about rope learning and it's like, okay, let's like critically think about what's to come. And I think that that's incredibly valuable. I've got a few in that question, like how to prep. I would say knowing, if you can know who your interviewers are, that's fantastic. If you can do a little LinkedIn stalk to know who your interviewers are, what their experience is so that you can have a little bit of a better understanding, you're not going in blind. I would always, if possible, if you do know who your interviewers are, doing that little bit of extra due diligence can be really helpful. It also can just like ease your anxiety a little bit if you don't know who's going to pop up in that interview, whether it's in person, it's on Zoom, whatever the case may be. It can be a little nerve wracking to not have that face to face communication with someone. So I feel like, you know, knowing what's coming can be helpful and just doing that extra little bit of work just to ease the anxiety and also maybe you'll read their their work history and their job history and you know where some of their interests lie and you can touch on that a little bit you can have some more you know um layered conversations about things that you guys might have in common and I think that that can be also a really good way to at the very least be an icebreaker so I think that that can be really helpful to prep I would say having 
it's I think it's so counterintuitive and maybe it's just me, but it's always going to be counterintuitive to sit there and hype yourself up and tell everyone how great you are and how fantastic you are and why you're amazing for this job. But if there's any time to have a humble brag, it's in a job interview. They want to know why you're good for this role. They want to know how you're going to be, how you're going to fit into the team, what you're going to bring to the role, why you'd be better than somebody else. They're looking for all of that. Keeping in mind, I'm sure they've interviewed multiple people for the role. I'm sure you're not the only person that they're seeing. It's not, it's not braggy. It's not dickish to sit there and be like, no, like you, I would be an incredible addition to your team. And here's why I've got a ton of evidence about why I'd be good for this role. I know this job description inside and out. I know why I would be good for this. I know what skills I bring to the table and showcasing that there's a way to do it. I I think that it's a learned skill, but there's always going to be a way where those kinds of that kind of commentary is going to land better than others. It's not easy to talk yourself up, but don't shy away from it too much. There's nothing worse than like retreating when you're going to say like, this is why I'm great at that. And this is why I'd be fantastic for that. And then just being like, but you know, like, yeah, it's sort of like, no, like, this is why I'm great at it. And here's all the reasons. And I think that it's, yeah, it's a job interview. You're up against other people. You're trying to convince people who don't know you that you're qualified and you're a perfect fit. And I think that that's really important. I'm going to end quickly on the job interview front with something that I think is so immensely important and overlooked. And the first that like the first part of this is, yes, of course, going to a job interview, they are interviewing you to know if you're a good fit for them. But you need to make sure that they are a good fit for you. You need to be an advocate for yourself in these situations. And it is so easy to be on the defensive in a job interview and being like, I need to convince them why I'm amazing. And of course, you need to display your skills the whole time. That's obviously the priority. But ask them about their culture. What's their workplace like? What's the team culture like? I want to know what a day in the life of this role looks like. I want to know if it's what I think it is. I want to know that this is a good cultural fit for me. What's your, you know, what's your parental leave policy like? What's your sick leave policy like? Um, Is this an environment that fosters work-life balance? Is this an environment that has a speak-up culture? Like, I want to know if being here is going to be good for me too. And I just think that that can be so far down the list of priorities when you're in a job interview, because you feel like you're there to convince them that you're great, but they need to convince you too. So I always find that probably at the end of the job interview is a really good time. I know that every interviewer I've ever had has always been like, do you have any questions for us? Is there anything that you'd like to ask us? And I know that in multiple interviews that I've done, I've been like, no, nothing. Thank you so much for your time. And I mean that, I'm sure. But I think later on when I'd had a few roles, I was qualified in my field. I had my, you know, my ducks in a row. I'm not just taking any job that gets offered to me. I've had jobs offered to me and I've turned them down just upon critical thought and closer inspection. I didn't think it was a good fit for me. It's not to say there's anything wrong with the companies, but it's just, I thought that I would be a better fit elsewhere. And I think that the questions that can lead you to that are the ones about culture. What's your workplace like? I want to know from the horse's mouth, people that live and breathe this workplace, I want you to try and convince me that this is a good fit for me. 
And I want you to tell me why working for you is going to be work better than working for, you know, Joe Bloggs down the street. I want to know why being here is worth my time. And I know that might sound a little bit harsh, but I think that it can be really low down the priority list. And I really want more. I think women just as a a sex, and I know I'm globalizing, but we always apologize for no reason. And there's all these habits that we have ingrained in us that just just suck and we have to unlearn. And I think sometimes we are just so like we feel like the amount of times I've sat there and just like felt lucky to have had the opportunity. It's like, well, same. Like you should be lucky that I want to consider working here, you know, working here. I could work anywhere. You could work anywhere else. You could probably applied for five, 10 jobs. Who knows how many interviews you've had by this point? Why do I want to work for you? And I think just having that attitude is really important and it just builds your confidence a little bit to know that you need to advocate for your needs as well. Okay, so I've had, uh, unsurprisingly, just because it is a bit a part of my personal brand at this point, but I've had a lot of questions about dressing for the workplace and how to feel confident to dress up. I have touched on this topic before, but knowing that I've done dozens of podcast episodes now that it can get down the bottom and if I have new listeners they may not have heard me discuss this I won't dwell on it for too long because it's a little bit of a boring topic for some of you now I'm sure but I love dressing up for work it's a part of who I am I love putting effort into my style and what I choose to wear it's just a part of who I am I know that a lot of people think that that just isn't an important aspect of your job and who cares what you turn up to work in as long as you're presentable. And I have no issue with that perspective whatsoever. But I think that it shows so much about who you are, how you choose to present yourself. And I think that I want to always be authentic to me. And I've always lived by the quote that you can never be overeducated or overdressed and I really wholeheartedly believe that I am I would always rather be the most overdressed person in the room than the most underdressed I have no issue with putting more effort in than other people and it's not to say that people don't put in effort I'm just saying that in every workplace that I've ever been in I feel like I people comment on my outfits all the time and I know that sometimes people have those backhanded compliments about like wow you put in a lot of effort but most of the time it's people being very kind and asking you know where'd you get that I love that you put in effort I love that you make a bit of a thing of it and I think that that's really nice so I would say it's a bit of a depending on what kind of workplace you're in some workplaces are more casual than others but just going in with that who gives a shit approach of like, I feel good in what I'm wearing. I know that it's appropriate and presentable and I'm, I work in a client facing job. So I always like to look nice depending, you know, on who I'm seeing that day. I don't think that there is any downside to enjoying that aspect of your job. I think particularly after COVID and working from home for so long, I love putting effort into my outfits and enjoying getting dressed up and going to work. I still work in a hybrid environment now. I worked in a hybrid environment coming out of COVID and I feel like it's a really nice part of the day to invest in yourself in that way. And What you wear doesn't have to be expensive or fancy. The amount of times I get asked about my outfits and it's from Zara or H&M or Uniqlo or Forever New or wherever the heck it's from. It's not, I'm not always wearing, I mean, don't get me wrong. I have invested in some accessories, but 
my outfits are just they're just regular outfits I just put in a little bit more effort to style them and have a bit of fun with them and I don't think people should shy away from that so if you are sort of on the fence about like okay I really want to up my game a little bit with my corporate fashion like go for it as long as you're appropriate and presentable there's just there's no downside take a beautiful OOTD and own it Okay, so I've got a question which says how to be motivated for work, getting out of a work slump, struggling at the moment. That sucks. I know that feeling. I've been there in previous jobs. I know what it's like to be in a little bit of a slump. I think I experienced that slump during COVID, uh, particularly first lockdown. I sort of lost... uh, How do I explain this? I feel like I lost sight of why I was doing my job day to day I started to get really fatigued and I think I started to get fatigued because I felt like I wasn't using all of my skills which is ultimately why I moved roles to something much more client facing people driven team based which is fantastic and I love but in a previous role, I didn't have that and it was much more independent work and I felt like I was just getting sick of my own company. I was not like the company, my own company, like being just with my own thoughts. I was just getting sick of that. The monotony was starting to drain me. And I think what I realized at the end of it was I still had a lot of love for my field and I had a lot of love for the ultimate reason that I was doing it, which was, you know, driving your job back to why you're doing it. And the purpose of your job is really important. My industry is very much about protecting the community. And I take a lot of pride and joy in being a a very small cog in that massive machine. And that can bring me back when you're having a bad day or you're feeling a little demotivated, always coming back to your why and, your purpose is hugely important. It's what gets me through those. I don't, I wouldn't say I haven't had a big slump in a while in the sense that I haven't had like, you know, God, I really hate everything about this. I I definitely haven't had that in a long time, but everyone has bad days where you wake up and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm, I feel like I'm in a slump today, or I feel like I'm in a slump this week and I'm finding it really hard to like dig my head out of, out of the hole always coming back to my why is incredibly helpful. And I find that 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 kind of dark cloud does drift off. But more, I guess, it seems like you might be in more of a longer term slump. And I know that that's so common. I've had it. I know a lot of my friends that have had it. And I think that it's very, very normal. I would say that it could potentially be because you might be in an environment like I was a long time ago where I wasn't using my skills. There was a whole side of me and a whole set of skills that was not being tapped into. I was stuck doing independent work and I wanted to be, you know, talking to people and with clients and I wanted to be you know, a part of a team that was very collaborative and I wanted that environment and I wasn't getting it. And I felt like that whole side of me was untapped and I started to feel like a lot of my skills weren't being used. And that can be incredibly draining when you feel like you're only using 
a, you know, a certain section of your skill set, but you're not able to fully immerse yourself in all the things that you could bring to the table. So I would say potentially evaluate whether or not that role is allowing you to fully realize the things that you actually want to be doing. And if it's not, maybe try, it doesn't mean you have to fully flip the script and shift industries, but maybe there's another way that you can still be in that same field, but you can use different a different skill set or add to that skill set or be in a, in a role that's a little bit more wide ranging and allows you to explore a different a different side of the industry which I think can you know you don't always have to throw the baby out with the bathwater but something that is so fascinating which just isn't true of like our parents generation or our grandparents generation definitely not is you know the research says that our generation or I'm assuming that you guys are all of a similar age to me and I know that you are we are estimated to have up to five careers in our life So don't feel like what you're picking and what you're in right now needs to be your entire life. It doesn't. You could be learning incredible transferable skills. You could be, you know, doing something that you love right now, but you don't think you'll love forever. There's nothing wrong with that. And it is so normal to, you know, come to the end of the road with something and go, you know what? I've learned a lot from this and this was a really valuable experience and journey for me but like I'm on to the next chapter and there's nothing wrong with that there's no shame in throwing in the towel with with a certain sector and going okay like I'm ready to move on but just make sure I would say if you are feeling like you're in a slump that all the other aspects of your life are getting attention as well you're making sure that you have time for self-care and spending time with family friends doing things that fill your cup and if you're doing all of that you're coming to work with, you know, your best foot forward and it's still not happening, I would say maybe it's time for a change, but also to make sure that you're allowing yourself to have bad days, bad weeks, even a bad month. I mean, it happens. Like sometimes you're just feeling a little demotivated and it doesn't mean you can't come to work and do your job and do your job well, but, you know, inside you're feeling a little demotivated. That's okay. And I think that normalizing phases of that is okay too and make sure that before you throw the baby out of the bathwater that you've you know exhausted all your options and you go okay this this you know I'm, I'm done with this this isn't a good fit for me and then you know maybe it's time to make a change okay you guys I think that's all for this episode I could talk for hours on this but it can get a little bit much, I think, diving in for too long. But I definitely love answering questions like this. And I'm more than happy to touch on this type of advice and questions in future episodes. I do quite like mixing the episodes up in the sense that I know that this one was fully dedicated to, you know, one topic like career, job, prep, all of that. But I do love like mixing up the segments and having a little bit on career, a little bit on, you know, books I'm reading, a little bit on, you know, fashion or lifestyle or anything like that. I do love doing that. So feel free whenever I put up those ask boxes on um, Instagram stories. I'm honestly looking for anything that you guys want to hear me talk about or any advice you guys want. It can be absolutely anything because I really do like most episodes to be a mixed bag. But when I do see 
questions pop up over and over and over again. Sometimes I feel like, okay, let's just lump all of this into one episode because it all kind of meshes. So hopefully this has been a little bit helpful if you guys are interested in these topics. But as always, feel free to go onto the Instagram and reach out to me if you have any questions. I love talking to you guys. It's an absolute highlight of my week. So I will chat to you guys next week and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend.